Motlick and Associates presents WSB in depth. And we go live to Washington to CBS congressional correspondent Scott McFarland. Scott, good morning. Uh, how looming and likely is an indictment in D.C. against former President Trump? Scott, keep a close eye on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Those are the two days in which the Jack Smith, the special counsel's grand jury, meets here at the federal courthouse in Washington. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of TV trucks and a lot of reporters circulating at the courthouse today as well. But I'd circle in pencil the Tuesdays and Thursdays on the calendar starting this week through the rest of this summer. That's when we can hear news of an indictment when the grand jury brings it to the magistrate judge here. And what interesting note it's more likely to happen between the 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. hours if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty. Okay. And keeping all these indictments and supposed indictments, Trey Scott, we'd call that the January 6th indictment? Would we label it that way? Yeah, or the efforts to overturn the 2020 election indictment. Got That's it. how Jack Smith has characterized it and Merrick Garland characterized it when he appointed the special counsel. So the Mar-a-Lago documents indictment then, the new trial date set for the former president in Florida. Yeah, that's also when you want to mark in pencil, Scott. It's May 20th, 2024, but there are, oh, about a dozen or two different tripwires between now and then that could cause that to be delayed further, potentially after the 2024 election. This is a particularly complex case in the sense that it has classified records for which there need to be classified information procedures set up, and there has to be certain levels of qualifications attorneys need to meet to be able to handle or read those classified records. There's a lot of trickiness to this case, even though it's not a broad, sweeping case in scope and size. It's particularly complex, and those delays could stack up quick. Scott, with uh, just a few work days left for Congress before they break for the rest of the summer, the step toward trying to fix the meltdowns of U.S. airports. The FAA reauthorization is the phrase we use here in Washington for this, but it's necessary for Congress to reauthorize air travel in America and the agency that oversees it. There's a few little things they tucked into the House passed bill I found interesting, one of which would require a federal study and review of airplane seat sizes. We talked about that, making them wider or deeper, you know, reasonable for those of us who sit in coach, but also ways to hire more air traffic controllers to help mitigate any delays or meltdowns at airports and also ways to make sure that there's enough safety protocols in place and that customers are taken care of if they sit there at Hartsfield-Jackson for hours on end or at other American airports, making sure airlines are able to reimburse or make good on it. It's got one more thing here. Am I reading this right? Congress is going to talk about UFOs this week? On Wednesday, mark your calendar or, you know, don't. Uh, a U.S. House <laughs> Committee is going to review whether the Defense Department and other federal agencies are being transparent enough about those unexplained aerial phenomenon. UAP is what Congress calls them. We call them UFOs. They're going to have a formal hearing and, I, I guess, talk to some experts. Maybe we'll actually see some pictures. Wouldn't that be fun? We'll take it. <laughs> CBS congressional correspondent Scott McFarland. Always appreciate it. Have a good week.